0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Chris Ria. You know, currently, I drive a 10-year-old car, and when you drive a 10-year-old car, that has about 116,000-ish miles on it, every once in a while, something goes a little wrong. And so a few months back, I was driving this car, and I started to hear something in the engine. So I did what I normally do when I hear something going on in the engine. I ignore it for a few days. (laughs) And I continue to do that. Maybe it will just go away on its own. That didn't happen. So I'm hearing this noise in the engine. One day, two days, three days, doesn't go away. So I decide, okay, this is what I have to do. I've got to look under the hood. I've got to pop the hood, and I've got to take a look. Now, I don't like looking under the hood of my car for two reasons. Number one, I don't know what I'm looking for. (laughs) I pop it, and I start looking at stuff. And I'm like... It all looks right to me. (laughs) Don't know much about cars. But the second reason I didn't want to look this particular time was because the last time I had gotten an oil change, the guy told me, he said, your oil's a little bit low. You may want to keep an eye on it. Your car's getting older. It might start to burn a little oil. And I didn't want to look under the hood because I didn't do what he said to do. I didn't check on it at all. And so I was a little concerned that if I opened the hood and checked the oil, I was gonna find out that my car was running dry on oil. And that's a bad thing. I know that about cars. Oil to a car is like water to a human. When you don't get enough of it, things start going wrong. And so I opened the hood of the car, I took the dipstick out, and I looked and sure enough, it was dry. Not low, dry. So I said, maybe, maybe not. You know, so I wiped it off, I put it back in there, I pulled it out again, dry. So I went and got myself some oil, put it in the car, and was just hoping I didn't do a lot of damage while I was driving it for that three or four days with no oil in it. And as I put oil in the car, filled it up to the normal level, I got in my car, I started driving around, and sure enough, the noise was gone. And eventually, that service engine soon light went off. And it needed oil. And it got me thinking a little bit, what else in my life am I ignoring that if I just checked it, Before something really went wrong, I could deal with it before it became a huge issue. What is that? You see, there are certain things in life that we tend to just try to ignore because we don't want to deal with them. Maybe we don't know how to deal with them. Maybe it's been a little nagging thing around for a long time and you're just hoping it goes away on its own. But we don't wanna deal with it, so we ignore it. The problem as we ignore something, it can get bigger and create more problems for us if we don't address it now. I have a good friend of mine who always says, you can pay now or you can pay much more later. We joke about that every time we see our grocery bill because of the organic and grass-fed products that we have and how big that bill can get sometimes. But you can pay now or you can pay later. Had I driven my car just a little longer, it could have destroyed that engine. It could have destroyed my car. What are the things in our lives that we tend to ignore because we don't want to deal with them? Maybe you're sitting here and you know, you don't want to have that conversation with your spouse. It's a, you feel a little disconnected right now, but you, you kind of just want to ignore it and hope things just get better on their own. Maybe you're sitting here and, and you've had some conversations with your kids or you're starting to see some behaviors in them that are, are causing you to worry a little bit, but you don't want to have that awkward conversation right now. But if you don't, you're concerned that maybe down the road it can get worse and worse. Some people, they have to have the latest and greatest of everything now, even though they can't afford it right now. And then they get that credit card bill with all the interest on it and pay much more later. Maybe there's a little issue in your heart Maybe there's a root of bitterness or unforgiveness or maybe someone hurts you and and it's just started there, it's just there, but you're you're not wanting to deal with it or address it and I'm gonna tell you if you don't deal with it or address it now, it's gonna get much bigger later. What is it? Because what I have found is one of the essential differences between those who experience God in a powerful way who are led by His Spirit, who walk with the Lord deeply and have the life that He offers versus those who don't are the ones who are willing every once in a while to do a heart check and take a look at what's under the hood. And Jesus talks about this. You know, we're in a series on the book of Mark, and we're going to be opening our Bibles to Mark chapter 4 today. And I want to start out by reading... A parable of Jesus found in Mark chapter 4, verse 21. It's called the parable of the lamp. The word of God says this. Then Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open. Every secret will be brought to the light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them. So I want to unpack this a little bit because what's super important when looking at scripture is to not just look at this one passage without understanding the context in which Jesus was giving it. Because we could look at this passage and interpret it maybe a little differently than, Jesus, than what he was truly trying to say here. So when he talks about a lamp, you wouldn't place a lamp under a bed. He's talking about himself. He's the light of the world. Remember, the book of Mark is all about Jesus coming to show us things are different. That the kingdom of God is here. That he's here. The light of the world is here, now, in our lives. So he's talking about himself. And when he says, for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought to light. What he's talking about here, if you read this whole chapter of Mark, you will see that just earlier before, Jesus was giving a parable called the parable of the sower. And we're all very familiar with this parable. It talks about a farmer who goes out to sow seeds. Some seed falls on the ground on the path and a bird comes and steals it. Some falls in in soil that isn't very rich and it sprouts up quickly but then dies. Other seed falls to where there's thorns and weeds and it gets choked out, but then other seed falls into good soil where it grows healthy and produces crop 30, 60, 100 times it was sown. That was what Jesus had just taught. He taught a huge crowd. He taught his disciples this. Well, When they walk away, the disciples ask Jesus, what does this mean? Why do you talk like this? Why don't you just tell us plainly what you're trying to say because I don't understand. And that's why Jesus says, listen, I'm here. I'm the light of the world. And someday, the hidden things in these parables will be brought to light. Someday, you will have the full word of God like we have today. Someday, everyone will know the truth about who I am. It will be exposed to the world. They will get these principles. Someday that will happen. And he tells his disciples, listen, pay close attention. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. The deeper you go, the more you understand, the more you listen. For us, the more we read, the more we seek God, the deeper we will go, the more we will understand about the principles of the kingdom of God. Right, amen. This was the problem. Is people weren't really willing to go deep with Jesus. They liked that he performed miracles, they liked that he gave them food, but he was here to tell you everything's different now. And I have these kingdom principles I wanna share with you. And those who go deep will understand them. God will reveal himself to those people who are willing to seek his face. And for people who aren't, they're not going to understand what you understand. And it wasn't because God says, you can know, but you can't know. It's because God values free will. And he says, you have a free will to choose me, to choose to go deep and walk intimately with me daily, and I will reveal myself to you. I will lead you. I will guide you. You will experience all the power of the kingdom of heaven. Or you could choose to do things the world's way. It's your choice. And though you see it in the world, the further you get away from God's word, the further you get away from going to church, the further you get away from feeding yourself spiritually, prayer, worship, your faith starts to wander. You start to have doubts. Right? Right? Maybe this thing isn't really what it's, what it's supposed to be. Maybe I've grown up and God isn't really there. May, I, I just don't understand God. And it's, Jesus is telling you right here, plainly, this is gonna happen. The further you get away from me, the less you're gonna know me. And things are gonna start popping up under the hood. Just like the parable of the sower, there was one seed that fell amongst the thorns. And Jesus said, it's the worries of this life and the desire for other things that choke out that seed. I'm gonna interpret that when we stop doing heart checks, looking under the hood, we start getting distracted by these little things and eventually they become big things and they pull us away from the intimate relationship and the leading and guiding of God's spirit in our lives that he desires for us to have. This is super important, church. There's gonna be people who go deep You know these people, right? Some of you are these people. I get around some of you. And I'm like, man, the wisdom that just poured out of that person in a conversation, that's a person who spends time with Jesus. And there's other people I get around, Christians, I'm like, do you know what this word says? (laughs) Sorry, I probably shouldn't go there. So eventually... The mystery of Christ will be revealed to the world, right? Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, eventually. But right now, we have the opportunity to choose God with our free will, to seek his face, to live for him, to go deeper with him. And when we do that, he reveals himself to us, the God who created the world who loves you and wants to know you intimately will reveal himself to you. That is an amazing thing that we get to experience in the kingdom of God. But you gotta be willing to look under that hood. Check the oil every once in a while. About a year ago, I decided that I was gonna build storage shelves in my basement. And I had never done this before, and like cars, I'm not the most handy person in the world, and I'm not saying that to rip on myself. There's things that I know I can do, and I'm gifted at, and I'm fine with that. The older you get, I think the more you're comfortable with what you can do, and you let go of what you can't do. But I figured I could try and build these shelves, right, in my basement, so I did what I think anyone in today's day and age would do. I went on YouTube and I watched a video on how to build shelves. And sure enough, there were thousands of them. And I found one I liked and they gave you all the materials that you would ever need to build these shelves. I made my list, I went to Home Depot, I got my materials, I came back home, I had my tools. And I built these shelves. And yes, they wobble a little bit and they're crooked. But you know what? There's storage containers on them right now as we speak, and it's standing in one place. So. But I say that because the information was available for me the whole time. Like all the information I needed to build those shelves was always there. I didn't know how though until I went and looked for it. Once I looked for it, I gained that knowledge and that information, and then I was able to put it into practice and do something I never was able to do before. Right. Man, that's the principle of the kingdom. That's what Jesus is trying to tell us right here. Is It's here. The knowledge of who he is is out there, church. The deep revelations, the truth about God and his spirit and Jesus Christ is there. But we're not just going to know it just by living or behaving in a moral way. We're going to learn it and know it by going deep with Christ. I can't tell you how many Christians I talk with who they say, yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not living in sin or anything. I just don't really seek God. Well, you're missing the whole point. That's what they did in the Old Testament. The whole point is intimacy with the Father. This is what Jesus is trying to tell us. The more you go deep with me, the more will be revealed. The more you listen, the more you will learn. The more you'll hear me and be able to walk with me. It's why the disciples knew Jesus better than anyone because they walked with him. They asked him questions. They got that inside scoop with him. That's what this is about. It's about going deep with Christ. It's about seeking his face, knowing him, walking with him, doing life with him. Not just living and not behaving in a certain way. It's more than that. And as we grow closer to Christ, The secrets and the hidden things of God are revealed to us because, like Jesus said, when the light goes on, the darkness leaves. So powerful. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Well, right after Jesus tells his disciples that, he goes to another parable. It's called the parable of the growing seed. It's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Let's read this one as well. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crop, uh, crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. There is so much in this little paragraph that I want to share with you. Basically, Jesus gives us three incredible principles about the kingdom of God right here. The principle of sowing, the principle of growing, and the principle of harvest. They're all there in this paragraph. And here was the problem. When Jesus walked the earth, you've got to remember that the Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for him. They'd been praying and asking God to deliver them. They'd been praying and asking God to send the promised Messiah. Then Jesus comes on the scene and the majority of people reject him. You wanna know why I believe that is? I believe it's revealed in this. It's because they wanted the harvest. They wanted the third principle. They thought that when the Messiah came, their political struggles with Rome would be ended. Everyone in the world would recognize their God as the one true God, and they would be given reign and rule over the earth. The Messiah will come, set us free, show everyone who's boss they wanted to harvest. That is what happens in the end, right? Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord. One day that's going to happen. They wanted the harvest, but Jesus said, it's not time for the harvest. I'm coming to sow. We're just in the sowing phase. Jesus came to earth and he started to sow the principles of heaven that we didn't know into the earth. That's what we get to read about in his word. These are the new principles of the kingdom of heaven. He's sowing them in the earth. Then he sowed his life, died on the cross, rose from the dead, then gave us the Holy Spirit. And he said, now the sowing is being done. Continue to sow and watch things grow. So the disciples did the same thing. They started sowing seeds. The kingdom of heaven, spreading the gospel. But they were in the growing phase, just like we still are. And I'm telling you, the growing phase can be hard because we want to see the harvest so bad. We want to see people in this country and in this world live according to biblical principles. We want to see God's kingdom and his will done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to see it. We want to experience it. We want harvest. But it's in the growing stage that we're not quite there. It's in this stage where we experience pain. We experience heartache. People we love hurt us deeply with their actions. We pay the price for that. We get wounded and we get hurt and we don't understand it. It's in this phase where a storm or a tragedy strikes our life and we just don't get it. and We want harvest. We want the time where there won't be any pain, any weeping, any sorrow, but we experience here and we say, God, where are you? I'm trying to do all the right things here, but I'm still experiencing pain I've done it right, but I'm still experiencing these things. It's in the growing phase that God's stretching our faith. He's preparing us, He's getting us to continue to sow despite our circumstances. See, there's a power that comes, there's a bigger anointing that comes. There's more revelation that comes. There's more wisdom that comes when you've walked through something hard, unexpected, that you don't deserve, but you rise above that circumstance and you push forward in your faith. There's some power that comes from that. That's the growing phase. Some of you are in the middle of it, and you it's hard, and you're weary, and you're thinking about giving up or walking away. Don't. God's going to show you something so incredible through this season. This is not your new normal. This is not the season that you're going to live in forever. This is a short period where God is going to show himself faithful to you and use you despite the tough things you walk through. Even if you're sitting in this place and you've made bad choices, you've made mistakes that have consequences, God's not done with you yet. He's growing you. He will grow you because we're in the sowing phase in the growing phase and it's hard but a harvest will come. Yes. Amen. Don't forget the parable of the sower. The seed that fell on good soil produced a harvest 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. If you keep going, people in your life who don't know Christ will come to know Christ. Amen. If you don't give up, The gifts that you have will be used for the kingdom of heaven, and fruit will be there for all of eternity. Don't give up in the growing phase because we're frustrated that the world doesn't get the principles of God. We're frustrated, but don't let that ruin your faith or keep you angry because that's then where the enemy wants you. He wants an angry church fighting. I'm not going to fight. I'm going to understand I'm in the growing phase. I'm not in harvest. No one's going to, people that don't know Christ aren't going to walk like I walk. They're not going to live how I live. They're not going to seek God like I seek God. And that's their free will choice. They can do that. We don't need to be mad about it. That's their choice. We get to go deep with God. That's our choice. That's our blessing. But the growth phase, just remember, farmers use manure and compost to grow seeds sometimes. That could be a metaphor for life. Some of you feel like you're walking in that right now. There's harvest is coming. I want to read one more portion found in Mark 4, 35, verse 41, and then we'll wrap things up. This is right after some of the parables I just talked about. Jesus is telling a story, or the, the Word of God is telling us a story about Jesus. In verse 35 it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind. But soon a fierce storm came up came up, high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Now I was looking at this passage of scripture and I'm praying about it because I'm like, what does this have to do with the rest of the chapter of Mark? Okay, so, so the book of Mark, the chapter 4, it, it's got the parable of the lamp we went through, the parable of the growing seed, there's the parable of the mustard seed I didn't mention. So Jesus is giving these parables that all have to do about sowing, reaping, growing, uh, having faith, seeking God, understanding Him more, going after the hidden things in Christ that maybe aren't revealed yet. And then all of a sudden, there's this passage about A storm, and Jesus is on the boat, and he calms the storm. And I'm like, where does this fit here? And then I understood it plainly. You see, it's in the growing phase when we experience the storms. We're experiencing storms. Even though the disciples were doing good things, they were following Jesus. They were seeking his face. They were going deeper. They still experienced a storm that they thought had the power to take their lives. And in the midst of that storm, they're like, Jesus, where are you? Don't you care? We're going to drown. You're sleeping. How many of us feel that way? How many people in this growing stage feel alone and abandoned? The disciples did. And Jesus was in the boat, but he was sleeping. I think on purpose. I think he needed them to experience the storm so that they could experience the peace that comes with having him in their lives through a storm. Because he said to them, All of a sudden, he woke up. I think the Lord wanted to show us all that even though we're not at harvest season, where there will be no pain, there'll be no tears, there'll be no death, there'll be no tragedy someday in harvest season, the end of the age. But even in the growing stage, Jesus is in the boat with us. We're not alone. Even if you feel alone, you're not alone. Even if you feel abandoned, you're not abandoned. Even if you feel like all hope is lost, it's not. Jesus is in the boat. We're experiencing storm. He's growing us. He's growing us. He's getting ready. See, the disciples had to get ready for the storms of life to come, even when he wasn't present in the boat. Even though he said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come, and he will comfort you. That's what we have access to. Jesus wanted to show them, I'm in the boat. You're going to go through the storm, but someday I'm not going to be in the boat. But when you go through that storm, you're still not alone. You're going to go through it. The greatest people who've done the greatest things in the kingdom of heaven have gone through the worst storms. So if you're in a storm, if you're in the growing phase, if you're hurting right now, let's celebrate that. That means God's doing something with you. He's doing something in your life. He's growing you. Harvest is coming. It's coming. You're not alone. This is not how life is gonna be forever. That's the lie we believe in these moments. This is what life is going to be like moving forward. And I don't like it. And I'm uncomfortable. That's a lie. That's a lie to keep us from being that seed that falls in the good soil. It's a lie that keeps us with the thorns and the weeds around us choking out what God's doing. It's a lie designed to steal our joy. God wants us to live with joy. He really does. So if you're in this place today and you're going through something hard in the growing stage, I'm going to encourage you. Keep going. Just move forward. Little by little. Every day just get up and take one step forward. Your pain is real. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to mourn the loss of a dream. But this isn't it for you. Keep moving forward, one step at a time. Harvest will come, and it's going to be a big harvest. There's others of you maybe in this place or watching online where you have never understood who Christ is is. You've never really understood it. You've had a distorted view of God your entire life. Maybe you think God is angry with you. Maybe you think God has taken much from you. Maybe you think God is absent. He's not around. He's not in the boat. With you. you have a distorted view of God. I want to tell you that God loves you deeply in this place. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, He is here and He loves you. And He wants to reveal to you the hidden things of the kingdom of God. He wants to walk with you every single day. He wants to cultivate a relationship with you where he leads you, where he guides you by his spirit. He wants to know you. He wants to be intimately acquainted in everything that you do. He wants to do life with you and he wants to show you the life you could have with him is a different life that you're living right now. And if that's you and you're in this place or you're watching online, would you just raise your hand and say, I want God in my life. I want God in my life. If you're watching online, click that. Just type that right into the chat. I want Jesus in my life. I want to walk with him. I want to know him that way. Church, will you just pray with me, with the, with the people who just raised their hands and are clicking that online? Dear Heavenly Father, can you repeat this after me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for forgiving my sin, for teaching me the principles of the kingdom. I want to walk with you. I want to know you that deeply. I want to be led by your spirit. Forgive me, Father. I want a new life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome those people. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.